everyone. I'm Jen Garrett and welcome to the Move the Ball podcast. On this podcast, we are going to talk about how to succeed in business and in life by putting winning strategies into practice to help you advance faster. So if you're looking to move forward and reach that next level of greatness, then you are in the right place. Now get ready. Let's suit up, show up and move the ball. Hey everyone, Jen Garrett here. It's so great to be back with you on another episode of Move the Ball. This episode is part of my special Path to the Draft series, where I am having conversations with NFL draft prospects on their path to the draft. So today, inside the huddle with us and ready to share his story and talk about his path to the draft is Brandon Polk. Brandon is a wide receiver who played this last year at James Madison University. Brandon started in all 16 games and was second team all CAA wide receiver and led the team with 74 receptions for 1,179 yards and 11 touchdowns, averaging 15.9 yards per catch. Brandon was also ranked fourth in the CAA and 16th nationally in receiving touchdowns. Brandon, welcome to the show. Thank you. I appreciate you for having me. Well, I appreciate you being here with us today. And where I want to kick off our conversation is let's talk about you playing your skill position. You had a great senior year. And tell us, what was about you that makes you an elite wide receiver? What separates you from the others? Um, I would say, you know, first off, just my speed, pretty much been my greatest asset uh, since I can remember playing sports. And I, I feel like, and just my ability to create space and, you know, have that big play ability with, again, using my speed just to create separation and take the ball to the crib. Gotcha. And tell us, how did you get into football? What was your path? So my path, basically when I was five, I wasn't able to play games yet, but my dad was a coach. So I would pretty much go to practice, got to finally play when I was six. My dad was again, the head coach. I had just been around football my entire life. So I just knew that, you know, that's kind of the sport that I wanted to play. Okay. And what really excites you about the game? how competitive the game of football is. Um, it's, it's you versus another person across from you. So it's just, I just like the aspect of competing and just, you know, going out there and just doing your best. Now, James Madison finished their 2019 season 14-2, and two, and they were undefeated in the conference with an 8-0 record. Share with us, what do you really think contributed to the success of the team this year? Um, I feel like I mean, everyone was on the, the same mindset, the same goal. You know, we all knew that we wanted to, make it to the national championship. And so from day one and in the summer when I got there, you could tell that that was the mindset from all the people just because of how seriously we were taking, just, you know, going out there running routes and just everyone was on the same page. So it really helped us, you know, as a team growing into camp and going out through the season, kind of what we wanted to accomplish. Right. And how have you become a better person as a result of playing college football? You know, getting to know people is just the game of football, just in sports in general. You're going to meet everyone. You're going to meet a lot of people from all walks of life. Being able to connect with people that you normally wouldn't be able to connect with and have people that you normally wouldn't talk to or never even may meet have a big impact on you. And that can change you as a person and actually for the better. You know, you have lifelong friends um, from football. And I feel like just the people that I've met and even coaches as well have just made me a better person. You bring up a great point because I think we should all, whether we're playing football or not, view that our interactions that we have with people in the workplace, just in passing, are great opportunities for us to get to know new people, learn new things, and become better people as a result of those interactions. Let's talk about your time prior to JMU. You played at Penn State. Tell us what it was like and how did playing as a Nittany Lion help you be a better athlete? What about that program really helped you to improve? 
I'll say again, the people that I met there, you know, Saquon, I played high school football with Trace, but, you know, Miles and Deshaun Hamilton, Chris Gobb, and all those people that I watched there, you know, kind of had a big impact on me the way I started to prepare this last season. Because I feel like I kind of took everything that I had learned from there and was like, I want to go or I want to be where they are. So in order for me to do that, I had to do things. For me, I would just pick out certain things from the group of people and kind of put it together and try to make my own routine. And would have, and I'd pretty much go every day, have my own routine. I'd wake up a certain time. I would catch drugs. I would, I would do certain things that I saw the people that were elite at Penn State do in order to get to the NFL. And I knew that's what I wanted to do. Great. Thanks for sharing that. Now, you suffered an injury while at Penn State back in 2016. How was that like for you? And what was your recovery process like? For me, I actually, I mean, obviously during the time you're like, why me? Why is this happening? But I honestly think it was a blessing because that was the year we went to the Rose Bowl, the Big Ten Championship. Um, I got to sit back and watch Chris Godwin and Saquon and just got to actually see how they would practice. Because obviously, I mean, I saw Chris Godwin and Deshaun Hamilton, all them practices, they were receivers, but I never really got to see how Saquon practiced, how everyone else practiced because I was doing my own thing at practice. So with the injury kind of, you know, I sat back and even during games, like just listening to like what they're talking about, what they're seeing, and then being on the sideline, looking at the game. And then when they would come to the sideline, I'm like, hey, look, this is what I saw on this route. Like maybe you can do this. So it kind of helped me understand the game a lot better, just being able to see them on the field and how they're performing and how they were doing things. The recovery process, you know, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. I mean, it, it put me out a year, but I, I mean, it was just gradual. I mean, it just had to strengthen my back pretty much at that point, and I mean, no problems after that. As human beings, we all make mistakes and, and missteps, and we all drop the ball or fumble the ball, whether on the football field or not. Can you tell us about a time where maybe you fumbled or didn't do something that you needed to do? It, it, it doesn't have to be in football, just in life. And how did you pick up and keep going? Uh, I would say the biggest thing for me actually was um, my last year at Penn State. I had uh, started nine games and was playing really, really well. And then I kind of had, you know, the drops. I, I couldn't catch anything. I, I mean, it's just my focus when the ball was coming. It just wasn't there. So for me to kind of help me pick that back up was I spent all summer and every day of practice and everything catching football to make sure that was not a problem. Like I know I can catch the ball. I never had problems with drops ever. And when that happened, I'm just like, now it kind of put me into a place. I'm like, now I'm, now I'm like thinking way too much about catching a football and then everything else was falling. You know, my ability to, you know, kind of go out there and just find anyone to throw me the ball or even do it myself. I had like these, I use like the tennis balls and I would do things like that in the summer to help me not have to go through that again. And I feel like, you know, that it worked out for me in the end. Now, aside from your athletic ability, what do you feel separates you from other football players out there? How are you different? I would just say uh, my understanding of the game, my ability to read defenses. You know, that's kind of a, a big thing in the NFL. I know it's a lot harder than, than college, but just being able to kind of have a pre-read and kind of go to the line, the line of scrimmage with a game plan and kind of go off that. Because again, like as a receiver, the DB doesn't know what you're doing. So you got to kind of go out there and give them illusions, but just the understanding of, you know, how to run your route, I feel like separates me. Got it. And share with us, what was your most memorable game and why was it memorable for you? Um, I would say the Stony Brook game when we went to, I think it was double overtime. That was my first ever 100 yards reception game. And it came in a game where it was, it ended up being really, really tight. So 
it was a fun game to play. You know, they were a great team. I mean, we came out um, at the end and came through with, with the W. But I mean, I think that was like one of my the games where I was like, I love doing this. I'm enjoying doing every part of it. And that's when I feel like the team as a whole came together. Because when we knew that we came out of that one, I think that's kind of what led us on to, you know, that championship run. Gotcha. And what habits have you implemented in your life over the last few years playing college ball that have really helped you to just be successful in all aspects of your life? I would say time management. That's what any sport, especially in college, just the ability to, you know, have a lot of things going on and figuring out what is more important than others and kind of putting out the the things that you want to do but don't need to do. And I feel like that has helped me in the long run with school and again with football, but like even just in life, just not doing things that like you don't necessarily need to do, but you want to do. I, I feel like that's the biggest part of the game of football has affected my life. Being able to manage your time effectively is really an important skill, no matter where you go in life. So thank you for sharing that. Now, what about a coach? Has there been a coach that has shared something with you that's really stuck with you uh, as you continue to to grow? I would say Coach Gaddis, he's with Michigan now. I think he's the offensive coordinator there. Every day, he, he would always preach about details and how the details are really, really important. And I feel like that's kind of, you know, helped me throughout life, but as well on the football field, because it's the little things that matter and that most people will overlook where that could be very, very important, whether you're like job, you're playing football, you're in school, you're supposed to show your work and you don't show your work and then you get the question wrong. It's just that little detail means a lot to where it's like, if you had actually done that, you would have got the question right. So it's just, it's the little things that matter the most. And I feel like he's had a big impact and kind of put that into my life. Now, outside of football, what are your hobbies? For me, I like, I like to play Xbox. I'm a big FIFA uh, soccer guy. So that's, that's what I play a lot. I really enjoy that and kind of just you know, watching movies and just kind of relaxing. Okay. So now what I want to do is a couple fun questions to end the show. Let's start with what's your favorite food? My favorite food at the moment probably be pancakes. Okay. What's your favorite football movie? Favorite football movie, uh, greatest of all time, Remember the Titans. That's my favorite football movie too. It's a great movie. Uh, What about favorite professional sports team? It doesn't have to be a football team. Okay, my favorite professional sports team would have to be Liverpool. Okay. And then lastly, if you could be any superhero, who would you be and why? Uh, I would like to be Spider-Man. Just the ability, he can just pretty much go anywhere and kind of just sling through the air, I guess, and just climb up things. And just sometimes he can, like when you watch the movies and stuff, he's by himself. He can kind of, you know, control and kind of like refresh his mind with the things, his ability and just being able to, you know, protect people. I feel like that's a pretty fun thing to do if, if, you know, you could be Spider-Man. Gotcha. Great answer. So now tell people, how can they follow you on your journey to the draft and and beyond? What social channels are you on? I'm on uh, Twitter and my, my at would be the kid 603 and Instagram. It's three ace, three ACE, and then two underscores. And that's how you can follow me. Okay, great. And we'll be sure to put those in the show notes so everyone can follow you on your path to the draft and and beyond. And so thank you so much, Brandon, for being on the show today. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. I wish you much success in the draft and in this next chapter. And thanks to everyone for listening to today's episode. And we will catch you next time. Until then, make sure that you suit up, you show up, and you move the ball. Thank you for listening to Move the Ball. 
to see more about what I'm up to and how I can help you to move the ball. Check out my website at www.jenniferagarrett.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And also join the Move the Ball Facebook group for even more content and to be a part of the Move the Ball movement.